What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Setting Stages with Eddie Mack, Coronavirus Edition, Quarantine Podcast, Coronacast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've got another guest on the show today, so, um, you know, just kind of keeping busy with keeping the show going while all of this is happening, and I figured, well, now more than ever, people are probably listening to podcasts and watching more media via their phones and stuff like that, but I brought on Melinda Guerrero. She was a previous guest um, back in setting uh, setting stages last year, I think, two years ago, and um, she's an outdoors enthusiast, super adventurous girl, man, really outgoing, lots of energy, really love that she is part of my circle and um, she's going to share with you today a little bit about um, what she's been doing to keep herself um, occupied, productive, and creative during this time. Um, being that she's an outdoors person, uh, she has definitely been getting a little stir-crazy, and she sa- shares a little bit about how she's sh- trying to keep that under control. So maybe you guys can relate. I definitely needed her um, to kind of give me some advice and maybe some alternatives, because um, I enjoy the outdoors too, but I haven't ex- enjoyed them quite to the extent that she has and I figured that her insight was going to be helpful for me and thought I'd share it with you all so hopefully you get some value out of this listen if you are enjoying the show um, from the comfort of your home I hope and um, you find some value in it please share this on your stories take a snap of it a screenshot share it on your stories and uh, tag Melinda in this so that you know uh, she knows that you were listening and uh, we encourage you to definitely reach out if you have some questions anyways without further ado let's welcome to the show once again Ms. Melinda Guerrero let's go It's so crazy how dependent we are, though, right now, especially right now on this. I know. Because, I mean, some people, literally, some people would, or more people would not have a job without internet right now. Yeah, that's so. my my parents right now. They're doing work from home, or at least one parent is. So that's why she had to go into work today because our internet wasn't working. Oh, really? Yeah. Is she is mom surrounded by other people at the office right now or now? No, because everyone else has, they're all working from home, mm-hmm. and so they all have their Wi-Fi, it's just because hers, ours wasn't working, so she's like, I have to go into work right now. Right, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, she, she can't avoid it, I guess. Yeah, luckily no one's at the office, so. Oh, that's There's good. still distancing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. She just needs to, like, yeah. wash her hands like crazy. Be- yeah. Between <laughs> sessions on the keyboard or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Ooh. So, um, what the heck? We're all quarant- we're all quarantined. It's been one week. Yeah, I feel like I, as soon as I came back from my last outdoor trip, which was the thirteenth or the fourteenth, and pretty much that weekend, I've been in the house. So, like 10, <laughs> 10, 11 days or so. Yeah, today is day ten. So, Ooh. oh my gosh, and you haven't set foot outside at all? Well, I set foot outside twice just to go literally two minutes down the street to get groceries, fresh uh-huh. produce, which was totally fine. There wasn't any crazy lines. And then yesterday I looked at my niece and I was like, we got to go, like, we got to go outside. So we at least went down to the beach where we normally go and very, very nice. Uh, there weren't huge groups. There were still a couple groups, you know, tanning in, <laughs> in social numbers, which was like, eh. Um, but other than that, we just got out there for 30 minutes just to dip our feet in the water, 
walked around and then we went back home. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. Because it, it, it gets her crazy and that's not, I don't know, for me, I get, I don't know, I get really antsy and I don't know, this weird anxiety builds up. Not not like a fearful anxiety, but just one where it's really uncomfortable, you know? I feel so confined. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, walk, walk me through, like, not necessarily all seven days, but, I mean, now you've got, what, a, one day at the beach, half an hour or so, whatever. <laughs> what are you doing to keep yourself sane and, and occupied right now? Yeah, so... A couple things. Right now, I have picked up so many books, so I have like a 40-count uh, book list. Heck yeah, and then yeah. my sister also brought over two books for me to read. So physical books, I'm only taking from people that I know, um, because as you know, libraries also hands get passed around and touch all the books, so I'm not going into physical libraries right now. Um, but I have been reading, I'm on my sixth book right now. I'm almost finished. (laughs) Nice. Um, and the cool thing is that if you do check your local library, they have a lot of eBooks that you can check out. It's like a link that they send you and it's, um, valid for three weeks and then you can either request it again or not. So you can always continue to read books without physically going down to the library. Dude, that's actually a really good alternative. It's so funny because I, I'm the kind of person that likes to crack open a book and, you know, picking one up from the library. First of all, I don't even know if they're open, like the, the brick and mortar library is open. Do you? Um, I'm pretty sure that they're closed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Non-essential or whatever. Right. And so, I mean, you know, yeah, getting a book, passed over to you especially at this time i wouldn't even mm-hmm. personally again i i like to have a physical book to open up but um a dude an ebook now more than ever is probably the best alternative <laughs> if you want to kind of enrich your mind what are you reading dude um so i'm reading it's the second malcolm gladwell book that i'm reading so the first book which actually i read before this whole pandemic uh, happened nice. um it is called The Tipping Point. Yeah, I'm familiar. And, yeah, have you read it? I haven't read it. You know, funny enough, I have it, but I have not read it. Oh, man. Okay, so it's actually quite interesting. It talks about epidemics, not pandemics. Okay. But the tipping point to what makes something so ordinary just go over the scale and, like, off the charts, blown up, you know? Whether that be fashion trends to diseases kind of like today but yeah <laughs> have exploded um to why you know blues clues got so big bigger than uh, sesame street so he has there's some ideas in there that uh, are kind of maybe i don't agree with sure. but he does have a lot of good things as far as um like philosophical ideas about how things are and why things happen he kind of breaks it down and gives you a lot of good examples um so the second book that i'm reading of his is called blink and it's um the power of thinking without thinking so kind of like those snap judgments that you make in the two seconds when you meet someone what makes you be drawn to them or what makes you like feel you know when sometimes you meet someone you're like oh man that that person just had kind of an off-putting vibe, but it's not something you can explain. It's just something that you subconsciously felt. Yeah, it's and, yeah, like a gut instinct kind of. Yeah. So, but he explains that it's not just something that's like you know you 
uh, or a natural, um, what do you call it, intuition, there is a certain structure behind it. And he says that your body knows more about a situation in two seconds than your mind can catch up to it and probably will catch up to it later, let's say, you know, an hour later. But you subconsciously are already, your body is reacting before you even know it it's crazy <laughs> what? hold on okay so i'm now i'm kind of drawn into this it's called blink um it's called blink. Uh, how far in are you first of all um i'm halfway through okay cool so um i'll ask some questions about that because i'm curious to know I'm, obviously now now you've caught my interest i need to read this thing i need to read tipping point and probably go in the order yeah. that you're going um but <laughs> but so what what influences that that snap judgment um based on what you've read so far yeah, so I just read a section on uh, improv comedy, and the thing is, is that the improv comedy co- comedians, um, they're so good at what they're doing at making things up on the spot, but they just weren't just talented like that. They have had a lot of practice at being spontaneous, so that when you have so much practice at accepting everything with the yes that you're able to react and just go along with it. Or because you're so used to having to problem solve on the spot um, every day of your life, that's almost conditioning your mind to run through things. And then when it comes time, when you actually do have to think something on the spot, let's say, you know, you're at the store and, uh, oh crap, you, you, you forgot your wallet. Okay, so it's like at that point, do you go back to your car and drive home or for a split second, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I have you uh, automatically, you know, that you had that $20 bill in your pocket, but you didn't actually know that you just kind of were like, I think I'll be fine. I'll keep going to the store or something like that. So it's like your mind is already doing the homework for you without you even knowing it. But it's because you've already been conditioned to it so that you're able to be kind of, quote unquote, trained to be spontaneous. Oh, my gosh. What the heck? There's a there's a chapter. Oh, what is it called? It said that I mean, the title of it, I was like, well, that's kind of what do you call it? An oxymoron. And it's called the structure of spontaneity. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. That's as bad as oxymoronic <laughs> as it gets. So when I read that, and he goes into like war tactics to um, to marriages, to crises in like the ER, to it just all kinds of different things. What do you? Um, what was that? No, no. Go ahead. Good. Go continue. Oh, and he just does um, a lot of. I guess you could say tests or other people have given tests um, about how we perceive people, you know, uh, whether you can associate a word with um, Caucasian white male with the word good, and then you can have African-American with the word bad. But if you switch those two, let's say you have Caucasian white male with bad and then African-American with good sometimes our mind will start to rethink those because that's not how society necessarily in modern history has structured our mind so we have struggles when we switch words around and we are are you know we, we might think like yeah you know everyone's good or blah 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 
but your mind has been reading books that have said otherwise and certain words will pop out to you and associate them with other words so it's like it's, it's like we're subconsciously telling a, a i don't know like a self-contrived truth to ourselves yeah and and your mind already knows this though oh wow so it's almost like you kind of have to relearn what you already learned interesting yeah so this is go this goes into the whole um premise of having like the like the power of the brain what that can actually do and cause you to feel think react all of those things are mm -hmm. kind of innately well not maybe not innately but um somehow it's been nurtured into your into your psyche to think this way exactly and react like, this way okay like i would say the best uh, example he had in there was a firefighter who, he was the captain, went into a house, and it was supposed to be a kitchen fire, and then he took one more step in, in the house, and he told his whole crew to get out. And then he didn't know what told him to have everyone get out. But what he realized is that his mind was already running through the scenarios, like, this is a kitchen fire, it's a lot hot, hotter than it normally is, and for some reason the flames aren't as big as what he's feeling with the heat. And he realized that the floor imploded because it wasn't a kitchen fire, it was a basement fire, so the whole house was going down. But he already knew that, but he couldn't explain why. Because your mind already knew and was putting the puzzle pieces together before he even could even think about it. That is insane, that our, that our mind can do that, or that, or then that our body can respond like that. I'm getting kind of goosebumps just hearing that, that example. Yeah, that's kind of wild, man. What, what were you hoping? To, okay, when you you obviously haven't read the whole book, but you but you were mm -hmm. drawn to reading it. Um, yeah. did, did you ask for it by request, or was it just handed to you? Well, so I had the tipping point, mm -hmm. and that I got from. I've been taking a bunch of requests for probably a year or two of books, just all kinds of topics. I'm not looking for just science or you know fiction talk, just everything. So tipping point was already on my radar. And I happened to go to a thrift store, and lo and behold, on the shelf was a Malcolm Gladwell book, and I picked it up, and it was Blink, and I was like, well, that's funny. I just finished a book by him, so this just kind of plopped into my hands, and it was a dollar, so Hell I took yeah. it. <laughs> Dude, you know, um, it was probably somewhere in your, in, like, your subconscious to go to the thrift store and get a Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> book, and it just, bam, it happened. It manifested. It happened. <laughs> That's wild. Okay, so so when you, okay, so you pick up the book, obviously as a dollar, I don't know, I probably wouldn't think twice about it, um, because, I, because I, you know, maybe because my, I don't know, my experience with reading The Tipping Point was good, so I'm, I figured, okay, here's one for a buck from the same author, I'll pick it up. I wouldn't even think about it, right? But did you read the back of the book, or do any kind no. of research before making it? Okay, cool. So, no. so you're just like, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. His, right. The tipping point was so interesting <clears throat> to me that I was like, well, I read the front and it said the power of thinking without thinking. And I was like, Ooh, that's gotta be good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? But if, if there's anything that I know about you, you shoot from the hip quite a bit. Like you, you know, <laughs> as far as spontaneity is concerned on that topic. Um, I think you're so down to do whatever. So it just seems natural that you would have picked up a book just like that. No problem. <laughs> But also, I think it's it's interesting to note when you feel like you're not down for something, hmm. like you'll note that right away as well. Have you um, 
like okay the decision to go to the beach obviously i I would have Mm -hmm. a few reservations but then i i'd also be thinking to myself especially with this you know pandemic and social distancing that we're required to do um i'd be thinking Mm -hmm. to myself how many people are over there um but at the same time i would think it's a wide open space how many people are actually going to be there i think i'll i feel pretty comfortable about that decision What, what was going through your mind going outdoors like that yeah, first thing I thought was, maybe I should keep my shoes on at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Actually, dude, I wouldn't even think because, about that. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just thinking, I was like, well, it said, like, surfaces. And I'm like, technically, the sand is a surface. People going barefoot, putting their hands in the sand. Is that possible? But, I mean, once I got there, I did take off my shoes. But the first thing I thought was, we're not touching any railings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those metal surfaces, smooth surfaces and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when I went there, I knew that we weren't going to spend a whole day there. If anything, not even more than an hour, which we didn't even do that. Second of all, I was like, well, and if we go there, we're going to make it pretty much a point to just enjoy the sun have some fresh air go touch the water and you know stick to ourselves because i mean i'm not going to invite anybody i'm not going to tell anybody hey i'm here let's hang out because obviously that totally defeats the purpose of social distancing um but i also just wanted to get me and my niece out of the house because we are going a little crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but just for some fresh air was much needed good for you yeah i mean i've i've had my share of it too i i, I mean I, i'll go on my runs and stuff and obviously i'm alone and then um but i do see interestingly enough um so I, i've been running and then i, I just the, just yesterday i had the boys go jump on their bikes my sons jump on their bikes while i went on a run too and yeah. um which was awesome yeah and um but what's interesting in the last few days that i have been out there um like in my neighborhood going on a jog there's a lot of people out there going on walks going on runs themselves that uh, otherwise probably wouldn't be um so i think it's really cool and everyone was super respectful about keeping their distance i mean if we were sharing the sidewalk um you know i would jump onto the bike lane while i'm jogging while they stay closer to like the grass portion of the sidewalk or something like that you know what i mean yeah so um i mean obviously everyone is super aware um or not everyone, but, you know, most people that I'm encountering distantly um, from a distance has been very mindful of it, which is dope, you know? Um, But, you know, my whole thing is I get stir-crazy, and that anxiety does build up a little bit. And so being outside in some capacity is so, it's so welcoming, and I totally embrace the ability to be able to step outside our door, and that we're not in some hardcore lockdown right now. Like, you know what I mean? New York. Yeah, yeah, in San Francisco right now, you know, and geez, the um, so what's your what's your take on you know sanity and happiness throughout all of this? Like, what are your what are your thoughts? Um, I would say to stick to what makes you enjoy, like what you usually would do when you're on your own. So, for me. I mean, personally, I used to read a lot, and I haven't, I probably read maybe four books last year, but I used to read at least one book a month when I was a kid. Dang. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to read. Good. <laughs> um, and then I, I also realized that it's probably been maybe 
two years since I opened what I call my black book. (laughs) Um, And my black book is kind of like a visual journal. It's a, a lot of my early, super early drawings that I've ever done. And when I was looking through it, I was like, wow, I was so creative. Like some of the stuff, I couldn't even tell you what I was thinking. Hmm. Um, so it's been a while since I've opened it. So I opened it for the first time and I drew in it and um, yeah, I drew a, a centipede because that's just the first thing that popped in my mind. Nice. <laughs> so going back to maybe some of your old hobbies that you may have thought you didn't have time for or that you kind of always pushed it to the side because you're like, oh, you know, I have so much work or I have I don't have enough time anymore. Well, I'm guessing now you have you have the time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe break those things out. Um, I also went online and picked up chords for the harmonica. <laughs> oh, cool. So I have this little harmonica that I got a long time ago. It must have been like, five years six years ago from michael's and um it was a dollar and i'm just you know playing around with that as well (laughs) dude what chord was that i don't know much about music um oh there's actually they have these little numbers on the top and um you could play the c major chord in three different ways oh nice But I'm still learning, so. Yeah, but, but you're learning, and, and you've got the time. Why the hell not? Yeah, so I was like, well, might as well do that. Nice, dude. Um, I think also another important thing, which I've also have seen in other people that are, you know, it's very stressful, is that keeping in mind that because you're stuck in the house, to be aware of what you're feeling your body with and, you know, watching your diet because it's almost too easy to do the preservative canned food diet um and i would say i mean for me there was plenty of regular produce in the store which is mostly what i eat i am vegetarian um just wash all of that before you actually eat it wash your hands uh, as soon as you get home um but just be mindful that you know, to have a good diet, to keep your brain healthy, having a lot of teas and good things for your body will also help you not feel so like, what's that word, like fatigued because, you know, you're stuck at home or um, kind of just like, you know, a, a goober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I, I feel like there, there could be one or the other outcome. Like some people are going to walk out of this looking you know, like the best they've ever looked probably in a decade <laughs> or, or, or they, they could be, you know, walk, you know, walking out of this thing, barely, barely walking because they've grown so lethargic or like overweight yeah. or whatever. It could, it could, it could, it could be one or the other. Um, I, I like what you're saying there because um, there it, it is, it's so easy for you to get in this like snack binge because you're at home. Um, yeah. you know, when you have, when you've not occupied your time, maybe the easiest thing to do is to go to the pantry or go to the refrigerator, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that we gotta, we gotta be mindful of when we are at the grocery store, like what are we picking up exactly? Um, and just because, just because we're not working or, or, you know, for some of us, um, doesn't mean that yeah. we shouldn't be taking care of ourselves in some other way. So that's, that's sound advice right there. Um, you, you mentioned about 
in our text discussion, because we were talking a little bit and you talked about care for yourself. This is obviously part of that topic, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking about it and like, what about, I mean, I I don't expect you to be an expert and I sure as heck are not an expert in, in the psychology and emotion of people, but like some people are getting kind of anxiety and, and like feeling, scared you know they're they, they're they're yeah. fearful and, and and to some degree you know for me it's it's a mild fear and then there's, there are others that might be a little bit more you know on edge about th- this whole thing um like how how would you approach somebody that like reached out to you or something like that yeah i mean well what i've been doing is because it's been a little stir crazy for me as well because there are days when i feel really good and there's some days where i just I can't take it. <laughs> um, uh, I I will outsource people either through phone calls. I will be like, hey, do you have time? Can we just chat on the phone? I haven't interacted with people. Um, or, hey, I heard that so-and-so is doing um, a 30-minute workout on Instagram IG video. Do you want to do it with me? Let's both do it together. Awesome. Cool. And I did that a couple times. Even though I could do it on my own, I could very likely, um, it's been slow to motivate myself, but I'll still do it. Um, It's nice to have like almost an agreement with someone else or an accountability thing or to know that you can ask for help or to ask someone, hey, can I just call you? So that way it's not just you by yourself to knowing when to ask for help, when you can um, seek out other sources to kind of get your, your mind back in the game. Because it's too easy to go down a dark hole. <laughs> and I mean, we're already isolated, right? Yeah. Um, it can definitely go a different way. Um, and sometimes just like writing it out, I do keep a journal. Uh, I haven't written in it lately because I haven't been in the mood. But sometimes when something's really irking me or like bothering me, I will write all my discomforts there. And that seems to help me. And sometimes I have friends that say, you know, you should write it down. And I'm like, you know, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's <laughs> legit. Um, I used to, and, and I was, it's funny, I was sifting through like my old notes on my phone. And on my notes, I use it for jotting down tons of things. And, and there was a point in time, like three years ago, actually, two and a half, mm-hmm. where I was writing this appreciation journal, which many of many people have heard of those. And, mm-hmm. um, but it was part of, at the time, it was part of my morning regimen, like, like my routine was um, to include this journal where I just like, 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 sh- stream of consciousness like right off the bat choose one thing that i'm appreciative of that like whatever comes to mind right then and there as far as what do i appreciate about my life um and i'll just go five minutes straight and, and i'll literally like i'll just type it out it doesn't matter what i'm saying uh, and structuring sentences and because i am that kind of person where i'm like i'm very you know mindful of how i speak or how i write but that is just like a stream of consciousness consciousness what do I appreciate about my life right now? And whatever it is, it was like, it was something, you know, like as simple as my dog or like, um, the, the fact that I, um, like I was, I slept, um, with like a cooler temperature last night or something like that. Like it would be like really, really weird stuff would just jump into my mind. But what I found and, uh, what I found was that when I wrote those things out and just went straight five minutes, like, your brain is going so fast and it's the first thing in the morning for me, you know, and I'm, and I'm just thinking about like 
appreciating that one thing. And I, th- mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, when I started my mindset with that, then all the other, you know, garbage that I probably would endure or maybe even think of or self-contrived problems and stuff like that, it would be, they would be quieted down. I'm not saying that they would disappear. That's not realistic yeah. in my, at least for yeah. me, but it was definitely a way for me to quiet down the volume of all the noise that was m- messing me up. You know, uh, yeah. I should, damn, I should really continue that. I, 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 I haven't done it since July, 2017. I, I was looking at it on my journal. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I need to jump back on that. But, um, yeah, I'm right there with you writing it out, dude. Even if it's a problem, I think that writing it out is super therapeutic. It, it's not going to be all and end all of your issues, but at least maybe like, it'll kind of help you formulate in your mind and organize for yourself. Like what is true? Mm-hmm. What is this truly right. doing to me? Um, how is it, how can I progress from this? Those kinds of questions might come up while you're writing stuff out. So I definitely encourage that. And sometimes when you write it out, it either makes more sense or it makes you ask more questions. And that's, that's like, to me, it's a good thing. It's asking yourself more like a deeper, um, perspective as far as like what is it that might be giving you anxiety or might be putting you in a discomfort um kind of mindset so yeah I mean it's it's meditative it's therapeutic you can also lead that into meditation you know that's you know you could sit for start out with like a minute or two or go up to five minutes you can journal something maybe something that you want to just like get it out put it on paper and then just let it sit there on paper and then just close your eyes. You don't even have to think about anything. You can just think about breathing. You can think of maybe one word that you wrote down or maybe it's that one question and just sit with it. I dig it. Heck yeah. Um, one of the things that I do too is uh, meditate. I, I'm, I don't know for sure. I, I'm going to assume that you meditate too. Do you? I do. Okay. I, I would say... It's something that I've been kind of struggling with for these stay home days, so it's quite interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll admit that I'm also doing this, uh, feeling the same thing, or going through the same challenge. So what's what's the roadblock for you? Well, the roadblock for me is that normally when I'm not outside, because I'm usually outside a lot, that when I go inside. I'm fine with being a hermit. I'm fine with giving me a book and I can nerd out on stuff like that. Um, what I'm not usually encountering is that when I'm home and I'm deciding to be isolating myself and being a hermit is having other people also staying home, creating noise and kind of disrupting what I, what I kind of routinely call is like my quiet morning time. You know, when there's people moving about, I can hear them walking around in the kitchen. I can hear, you know, the the, the pots and the pans and, like, the, the coffee grinder going. And it's, to me, it's like, this isn't quite what I pictured as, you know, stay home kind of what I normally do. So it is kind of harder for me to do my meditation practices because it's not the same situation anymore. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as far as situationally, like what is my environment like now? Uh, for instance, mm-hmm. like the kids, they're home now and they're not at school. Um, I'm not 
up as early as I used to be because the obligation to be on a schedule for work isn't there, Mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. And, um, I don't know, like when, before, when I would wake up in the morning, um, my first thing would be to, um, you know, put headphones on because I I do guided meditation. I have, Mm -hmm. I have trouble meditating in silence and without any guidance so having a voiceover just kind of helped me through the focus or lack thereof or you know however you want to describe it um is helpful for me but and and what i would do is put the headphones on go into my closet and then just shut out you know yeah and i'm sure i could easily do that now but see when i was doing that the, the house was totally silent now i'm waking up um you know when there is like the sun, the sun is just rising versus like being up right before the sunrise, you know? And mm-hmm, so then the, yeah. the house is starting to kind of wake up as well. And so there's a little bit more commotion happening and finding, um, a, a, a moment of silence. Um, even if I shut the closet, you know, out from the rest of the house, I, I, I don't know. I think I would, I find myself kind of like losing focus. Like, okay, I've got to cook breakfast. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got to And then now the school district like has us doing the these like learning enrichment programs while the kids are out of school, you know, and so those kinds of things <clears throat> are um yeah. holding me back. But, you know, excuses could be what they are for me too. I mean, I I could probably be a little bit more intentional about like all right, while the kids are doing maybe some busy work, that could be my 10 20 minutes of meditation. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I gotta... I feel like because this is such a new, uh, yeah, it's a new situation for all of us that even, you know, I could probably get up earlier. I usually, same thing, like you would have, you know, more early mornings. And now I'm finding that it's hard for me to wake up. <laughs> um, but I had read this somewhere else that they say, you know what, if it's not working for you, that's okay. Like, you don't have to feel pressured now that you're home to do all the things and get everything that you've always wanted to get done, done. Like, if you want to sit and vegetate, if you just want to sit and do nothing, like, that's okay, too. And it's maybe not make that, like, an every day that this is going on type of thing. But if there's some days that just aren't working for you, then that's fine. Yeah. Feel that it's totally valid. No, I was just thinking too, like, like do you really want to veg out every day and every hour? Like, <laughs> I'm sure that that's, that can't be a good thing, but, but I hear you. Like, I think that now it, more than ever also, I think we need to really start reflecting on being fair to ourselves, um, mm-hmm. uh, honoring what, what might feel right at that, at that time. I think those kinds of things, cause we're, we're learning it. We're shit. We're seven, eight days in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got like, more we got, to go. Yeah. We've got a, we've got time to figure it out, but but, you know, I think that as long as we are intentional about doing what feels right and, you know, not harming ourselves in the process or avoiding even mental harm um, as much yeah. as we can, then that's 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 definitely the right way about it, even if you don't have a structure quite yet. And I think that's kind of the big challenge for me is that is is creating a structure um, and, and routine of having everybody home, you know? Yeah, because essentially there is no structure right now. Everyone's trying to figure that out. And mm. like you said, it's only been a week. Yeah. So um, trying to figure out how to reprocess our lives in this situation where, you know, there's a lot of boundaries right now. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> you know, I, I think that um, 
I'm going to make a pact with you if you're willing to join me, join in on this with me um, uh-huh. tonight before you and I, you know, go to bed or whatever. As we're closing our night, our day, I think that we should put an, an item of like three key items that need to happen tomorrow. Ooh. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. You know, like, and it's just three, like, uh, and they could be major if you want them to be like, what's the big picture thing that you want to get done? Fine. But then like, mm-hmm. you know, choose two others that maybe like would just set the tone for you to like accomplish that thing with intention. And so for you, it might be, you know, you're halfway through blink. Like, yeah. what if, what if it's an hour or 30 minutes or whatever, like get that done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. that's probably super easy for you. Cause it sounds like you're a voracious eater, a uh, reader. So, <laughs> and maybe an eater too. And maybe an eater. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, so that, that's my thing. Like I have them in my mind though, those, those three things or whatever. And what I end up doing is that like, they're just in my mind that when the day comes, when the morning arrives, it's yeah. like I get into, okay, fine, cook breakfast for the kids. Okay, now that breakfast is done, what's that, what's that next thing or whatever? And so I'll get caught up like, oh, let me jump on my phone. And then, and then, I, and then I realize, oh, my God, I shouldn't be on my phone. And then like 30 minutes have gone by and I've been <laughs> going through social media in this yeah. crazy rabbit hole. And then I realize, oh, my gosh, I got to put the laundry in. And then so the laundry's in. Okay, what was that other thing that I needed to get done? You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. And that's not cool. Like, yeah, it's just... Mm. So how about that? How do you, how do you feel about yeah. like, let's... I'm a big fan of making checkbox lists. You, you, um, you hit me up one time saying that like, don't make it a to-do list. Yeah. What, don't what make it? it a to-do. What did I say? Uh, it wasn't like a, don't make it a to-do list, but make it a, like I will, I or I, I will, yeah, list I will list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way it has like more commitment behind it and and know that like you don't have to do everything all in one day but like i said like like you were saying pick three you can have five and if you at least get three done that's almost you know you can pat yourself on the back because that's over halfway (laughs) yeah i dig that actually that's how i hold myself accountable when it comes to my morning routine there are five items that i typically would do And I say typically because under these circumstances that we've been in, they have not been getting done. (laughs) But, um, you know, my whole thing is if you can get three out of those five done, then your morning is already, you owned it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have like three major ticket items, that's, that's a pretty big, you know, task to, to build off of. But maybe if you have one major thing and then two, like not so major things and still get those, those three things done, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I remember from the last time that I talked to you, the, and what I do now, and I uh, have done it every morning, is just as soon as I wake up, make my bed. And I'm so proud of myself for that. <laughs> nice. It's And, and I never, I, I didn't grow up making my bed. Folding. No, we didn't. <laughs> it was never enforced. And like, I look at it and I value that so much. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't even leave the bedroom um, when I wake up in the morning without the bed being made first. Yeah, and it's a big, like such a little accomplishment that I'm like, yes, I already checked one thing off my morning list Dude. in like the first five seconds that I woke up. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, see, and that's one of the five things. So that, that part is always typically knocked out for me, but it's the other, you know, three to five things that I need to get done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we, can, we can come up and we'll send each other our list. Yeah, dude, I'm down. I, I, I'll, I'll be your accountability partner on that. Hold me accountable. Woo! I'd love it. Hell yeah. Um, 
some part of the you know reason why I wanted to bring you on too because like you're you're my outdoor expert in my life like my circle of friends we all you know generally pretty much in, enjoy and appreciate the outdoors but no one has experienced them quite as elaborately as you have and um, you know these are weird times I've noticed the national parks have closed and things like that um, where we're seeing um, places being restricted that are local but then like what about those places that are like wide open and that typically would have lots of space granted i realize that some national parks are a little bit more crowded than others but um you know talk about that with me for a little bit like what are some of the what are the some of the things that you can suggest for those who are maybe itching to be outdoors right now how can we how can we accommodate that with the restrictions that we're experiencing yeah, so I had just uh, reposted something about this whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so Yosemite and Rocky Mountain National Parks have both closed, and I have friends at both parks. Um, and it's unfortunate because that means, you know, if those parks are closing, it's for good reason, and I totally understand it, even for my season uh, as a park ranger it's my potential place of location that I will be working next this summer is also closed. So I can't even start work yet. And I don't want to say where just because it's not official and, you know, I haven't even signed all the paperwork. Um, but just knowing that I can't even go to work right now, or it's going to be postponed, um, at a later start date because of this, um, coronavirus, And what's happening is that people are going outside more often than ever because they're off from school or they're working remotely or they're unemployed and don't know what else to do. Or if you like to be outdoors like myself, the one thing that you do to escape the world is to go outside. So that's what is happening in an abundant amount of people going to places that we normally go to, like national parks or public lands, BLM land, and it is getting overcrowded way to a point where now they're starting to close parks. Um, so for me, as hard as it is, I'm staying home. <laughs> okay. Because the longer that it takes for everybody to just literally just stay home the longer it takes for people to actually follow that the longer it will take for everybody to get back out so i don't want to contribute to the issue and the problem being is that i actually am not worried about me getting coronavirus or if i do get it about me recovering i feel like i do have a good immune um, system and that i am in good health to get past that kind of illness again i don't want it but it's not me that i'm worried about i'm just worried about like what if i give it to my parents what if i give it to my grandparents what if i touch something and then the next person behind me um you know is going to touch that same railing and now i didn't know that i'm carrying it and now they have it and then they spread it to like 10 other people so i feel like I just have to sacrifice my own selfish goals, which is I could have gone to the Red River Gorge 
I sell flight tickets, and I had a couple friends who were thinking of going. They aren't going because of the same reasons that I'm not going. Um, and I was going to be selfish, and last week I was going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to fly over there. Tickets are like 30 bucks, um, and then to fly back, it's 20 bucks. Perfect, great, let's do a road trip, and let's climb. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, that's pretty selfish of me. <laughs> So I decided not to go. And then the more I was reading about how it can just spread so easily, I was like, I am going to do my due diligence and just stay home because I I can't just think about myself anymore. And it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to be selfish. I can, I can go on a road trip to Bishop right now. I can, but I'm not going to because I also care about that place as well. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe initially when things were closing down, you know, offices were being shut and, you know, people were getting released from work. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, like, even even me personally with the kids, you know, being released from school, I was like, oh, man, we're going to have so much time to, like, go on that hike. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, like, I just, I was I was thinking that way. And I guess, you know, it's, it's no different than thinking that, like, yeah, I really do need to stock up on toilet paper or whatever. It, it, it's, 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 it's thinking selfishly, like you stated, I think that, that as well, like, like while you were talking, I was reflecting on that, like, yeah, I guess it's no different than like thinking that I'm the only person in this community that, that wants to enjoy things, you know? Yeah. And so if I can be responsible and mindful and, and think of my community and, and act like a community member and, and be a positive influence on it, then do my piece and just, keep my distance from those things right now, swallow the hard pill that it is, and then sooner than later, those opportunities will present themselves when the time is right. And yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're giving me a little bit of perspective there. Cause you know what I was hoping to hear you say is that like, oh yeah, go, go to the park, like enjoy, enjoy yourself, (laughs) but just keep your distance. No, and you're straight up saying, don't, don't be out there. Um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt in terms of like the time of recovery for the earth, let alone just the community. Um, if we continue to expose ourselves to other people who might be negatively impacted by this damn coronavirus, you know, and I, and same thing like you, I'm concerned about me passing it along to somebody else. I also confidently f- feel that I, I have a strong enough immune system. I take good enough care from uh, of my, of myself that I feel you know, like I'm not concerned about if I was to contract it. And and if I have it, I wouldn't, you know, I could potentially not even show signs of it. And that's what I'm concerned about is that what if I pass it to my parents? You know, what if my kids have it and they pass it on to, you know, their buddy and then their buddy takes it home and that's not cool too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. I will say that like the one thing is that, to keep myself sane is that I'll just sit out in the yard in the grass and read. Like you can combine two different things and still get outside, get some sun. I mean, the sun, the vitamin D is good for you. Um, but you know, if you have a local trail, maybe in something that's literally 10, 15 minutes away, I would say you could do that. But 
I would try to go at oddball hours of the day when maybe early in the morning when most likely everyone is sleeping in so that you can get in your solo and distancing time safely. Um, like I said, I chose the beach because I was like, well, I know this local spot <clears throat> that I always would go to and not very many people go there because... Well, it's not near a main parking lot or anything. So if you know those places and you're confident that it's going to be not crowded or anything, sure. But if you're going to drive, I would say, more than a half hour away, that's you need to maybe rethink your choices. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I even, I'll run around the neighborhood and I feel good after that. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing 10 laps around this cul-de-sac. Sweet. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to go run at the beach because I definitely know that there are tons of people going to run at the beach because that's where a lot of people go. Yeah. And, well, that's not a good choice for, for me and everybody else. I appreciate what you said too about waking up early and actually and actually being out there before anyone else is and you know those kinds of things. I I, I like that idea. But and, and then you know on the same token, I think we got to be mindful if we're going to be out on that local trail. What are we touching and leaving behind and those kinds of things too? Because when everyone else is waking up and when those people show up to the same trail that you were on at five thirty in the morning and they're there at eight thirty in the morning you're you know the virus yeah. could still be sitting on that surface that you've touched as well so i mean i i love the alternative especially if you if you mean that if that means that you're secluding yourself from others um then that's yeah i, I hear you loud and clear i guess we just got to be yeah. mindful with what we're doing while we're on that trail yeah i mean if anything like just wear gloves <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so huh? you know if, if you feel like the one thing that you can do safely but it means that you still are going to touch things like get some gloves wear gloves and because most likely you aren't going to touch i mean i feel like i don't touch my face or anything too when i have gloves on because i'm like oh it's i want my skin touching skin you know if i'm gonna like pick an eyelash from my eyeball or something so hopefully that'll prevent you from touching surfaces and and other things but yeah just being like super conscious about that I because can, if you don't, if you don't realize how many things you do touch, <laughs> it's kind of it's, it grosses you out. You're like, oh shoot, yeah, I never dude. thought about that. I I heard, I heard some like, and this was before before all of this, but. I heard some crazy statistic of how many how many surfaces we touch from. So after you use the bathroom or something, you wash your hands, and this is just like norm. This is normal world versus pandemic world. Um, <laughs> when you wash your hands. Like, I think within a matter of five minutes, you could have easily touched 30 surfaces. I'm like, what? Wow. 30 surfaces. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about that. You're brushing against your clothing, grabbing a pen, closing the door behind you, and those kinds of things. Like, that's already like four things in a matter of 30 seconds. Wow. So, I know, it's kind of wild to think about that. So, I mean... I will say something that I've always done because I am a germaphobe when it comes to urban areas uh -huh. is that one, I have a little mini hand sanitizer and that I use every time I gas up my car, the minute I put the gas pump back, because you know they don't clean those. Hell no. <laughs> and I mean, not that I am on these often, I don't use those railings, but whenever you go up escalators or down escalators, those rubber railings are also super nasty i don't touch them um, i don't touch them yeah don't touch it and they're mm -hmm. like sticky who knows uh, yeah um and then i also carry hand sanitizer just for 
I don't know, when you go in a public bathroom and you get back in the car, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to touch my steering wheel. And then eventually I'm going to forget that I touched that public bathroom door. So then I also carry hand sanitizer every time I come out from a public bathroom, too. Yeah. Good, yeah, good for you. I, I unfortunately don't have hand sanitizer readily available in my car or anything like that. But good for you. At least you've been mindful of that already. So not out of a lot. Just, just a little bottle. You don't even have to have a lot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> G found um, G found some um, sanitizing wipes um, under our sink, under our bathroom sink, because we like we've had some time to clean up the house and stuff and. Um, under our sink was like horrendous, and so she cleaned cleaned it out, but found a bunch of san- sanitizing wipes. And I'm like, dude, that's gold right now. <laughs> that's it. High commodity. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> so, so we have a, a few of those, you know. Um, you know, I was thinking about it too. Like, uh, I can imagine that with all the grocery stores being uh, low in stock with certain items, I don't know. G went to the grocery store recently and, and noticed that um, it was a little bit easier to like find items it wasn't so scarce right so i'm hoping that maybe the crazy panic of people's overbuying um from the grocery stores has kind of slowed down if not you know altogether stopped but um I, i imagine that like if you are out there in the wilderness or in in small towns that offer outdoor activities that they are even more so you know short on resources too so i would imagine that that would pose a danger to us if we were to spend you know a night out in away from home three four five hours away um to like not have enough resources ourselves (laughs) medic medical staff is already really really stacked and i'm probably understating it you know yeah and i can imagine being in a small town like you mentioned bishop like i I, I can't imagine if there if there was a, a huge crowd of people out there. How overwhelmed the medical staff could be in that in that relative area. Well, and and I've heard this from locals too. Is that a lot, all those towns? So Independence, Lone Pine, Big Pine, um, any kind of medical issues? There is a hospital in Bishop, but anything super serious, you have to be hell evac out of Bishop to a bigger city, probably Los Angeles. So, because if anything major happens, their facilities cannot handle that. You will have to be helicoptered out. So, just thinking about, like, what you're bringing into these towns that aren't your... If you don't live in that town, like, you you have to be thinking about what you're bringing into the town. And I totally get it. Because you're buying things that those locals need. And if they don't have it, who knows when the next truck of shipments is coming in because they're a smaller town. It might not be so often as San Diego or Los Angeles or San Francisco. Um, and, and if they do have, you know, people that maybe have contracted the virus, they are not going to have enough, um, medical like help as let's say bigger cities. So yeah, they are more vulnerable and I would hate to think that I'm taken away from that. Yeah, so that's just my two cents, and like, I can't. Yeah, I can't bring myself to to do that to other people. I really can't, and I I, I hope that that message is pretty clear. The seven or eight days in that we've been, you know, <clears throat> so yeah. 
All right. I, I was thinking, I was like, you know, on a camping trip, what I normally do, I do buy my main, like, uh, food and snacks like that. But anything last minute or I know that I can get cheaper in this small town, I'm going to go to that same shop that I always go to and buy it from them. And that means that I am going to be touching things. And that means I am going to be taking some of the resources. So I don't think I could possibly do a trip without going to use some of their resources whether that be like just gas you know when i get there i need to gas up because i'm going to be going more into the mountains so i just have to think about like if i go somewhere am i going to have like zero impact no that's probably not possible i could try really hard but then that's just a lot of work and i don't think it's necessary right now so just think about that for everybody who's trying to go on a trip. Maybe not take that trip. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, we I spent more time talking to you than I expected. I hope I didn't take up your entire afternoon. But Oh, no. I have plenty of time. Anyway. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Um, but that's enough for one episode, I think, for recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So... so final thoughts like if you want if you can share like one last thing um Mm -hmm. what what message you want to share to the peeps um stay healthy and stay mindful you know like do what you can to take care of yourself first because that's your number one priority that way you can take care of immediate family and then um just be mindful of others so that way we're not in this for hopefully cross your fingers it's not going to be you know, going into all year. Like, I really don't want that. So let's make this as short as possible. Take care of yourself. Be mindful of others. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I think that like on that, um, it's so hard to sacrifice certain things, um, (laughs) little, little joys and, and, and things like that. I think that now is a great time for us to remind ourselves of how, how to find joy in other things. That being said, I think that my message would be, let's be patient as hell through this. Like I realize it's frustrating. I have my versions of frustrations through this right now. And I, uh, you know, easier said than done, but we really do need to be patient with this to, to pass by. Um, and being mindful, like you said, is going to help with that patience to kind of like settle in. Um, so cool. Um, remember three things. Okay. Three things. Three things. Send it to you. Write it, write it down or text me tonight. I will text you back my three things, and then I'll check in with you tomorrow. Make sure you check in on me. Hey, if you guys listening yeah. out there want to join in, hit us up on social media. Um, you can find Melinda at Where's Melinda Now? Mm-hmm. And you can find me at underscore Eddie Mac. Hit us up with your list and share it on your stories or something and tag us. That'd be really fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Three things that you will accomplish tomorrow. That way we can set up some structure in all of this insanity. Woo! Do it! All right, all right. <laughs> all right. Take care, Eddie. Thanks, so Melinda. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. You too. Good talking to you. I'll, I'll talk to you tonight via text. <laughs> all right. All right, peace. Bye. Bye. All right. Hey, thanks for making it this far. Glad you guys joined us for the show. And uh, again, we encourage you, man, just reach out to us, to your friends. But I mean, if you if you if you want to continue this conversation, by all means, hit Melinda up at Where's Melinda Now 
Uh, you can also DM me at underscore Eddie Mac, both on Instagram right there. And um, gosh, guys, I'm going to continue to try to get some guests on the show while this whole pandemic and quarantine continues. Want to keep you entertained and informed, you know, and, and, and just understand that there's relatable situations out there. And that's exactly why I brought on Milad last week and why I brought M- Melinda on today. And if you're interested in joining the show, man, I'm open to it. I want to hear from you. Um, hit me up and we'll talk and see if we can get your, your thoughts out on the air via setting stages. It would be dope to collaborate in that form. I'm sure there's lots on your guys' mind and I invite you to hit me up so that you can join me on the show and we'll see if that's a great opportunity for us to kind of connect and share some of your thoughts. Cool? At underscore Eddie Mac. Remember to rate the show. Remember to share the show more than anything. Maybe someone that you know can relate to what it is that Melinda shared today and what Milad shared last week. Um, be, Be really cool if you can spread the word. Otherwise, in the meantime, just take good care of yourselves and be mindful of your surroundings. And remember to to try to be a positive contributor to your community and think of others while you are taking care of yourselves. And again, go about your day with purpose, passion, and positivity. Let's go.